Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. 21 and up and present in select states. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire 7 days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FamDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Minnesota, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in LA. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Patriots First and Goal. I am so sorry that we are on video now, and you're not only forced to listen to me, you are now forced to look at me. But I guess the price of genius and expertise is you move on up in the world. Right, Rich Hill? So here we are, live and in charge. Yep, absolutely. And hey, you got a pretty face, Alec. It's all right. (laughs) It's all right. I'm glad to be able to see you. For everyone who uh, has listened to us for a while, we always go camera off when Alec and I talk just because we can't stand to look at each other. True. Uh, but, you know, it's been a long summer. Maybe we can look at each other once or twice before we go camera off for the rest of this. And we unintentionally color matched our shirts today. So we're off to a great start visually, Rich Hill. <laughs> yeah, one um, of us has to change. That's right. <laughs> Good to be chatting with you, man. I'm excited to break down 2023 and beyond. 2022 was kind of rough. You and I had to slog through more than one podcast and more than one appearance, and uh, we can kind of turn the page on that and get right into training camp. It's underway. It's in full swing. Let's get to it, Rich. It is first down. Training camp overview, overall vibes. How are you feeling as a fan, as a wannabe sports writer analyst? Do you feel good about the Patriots at this early juncture in the season? 
honestly, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. I, I think uh, way better than we did last year. I feel like if I just remember where we were at this point last year with Matt Patricia leading the offense, all of the reports were just, uh, this feels disjointed, feels like the Patriots players aren't on the same page. You know, the defense is solid, but what the heck is going on on offense? And I think every single report that I've read about the Patriots offense so far this year has been, hey, they're improving. Hey, they might not be good just yet but there's optimism and that is all I need right now. I I think going back to the earliest Bill Belichick team, I don't need them to be a polished unit, uh, you know, during the preseason by any means. This is a team that always figures out its identity over the first quarter of the season, hones in on it for the next four games, and then finishes the second half of the season really strongly. I think if they're laying the groundwork and the players are feeling as enthusiastic about the offense's potential right now, I'm sold. I'm already in. This is going to be a great defense. The defense is really showing up in a very high way. If the offense can be average, this is a playoff team. If they can be a top 10 offense, this team could go all the way. All the way is a bold statement, and I like it. Uh, I'm, I think the, I think Sports Illustrated made the Patriots one of 12 teams that could win a Super Bowl this year. Um, take that for what it's worth, but they can't do any worse than last year. And it's fun to think that with the, as last year, as down a season as last year was, it was like a Jacoby Myers brain fart, a Ramondre Stevenson goal line fumble, and a Hunter Henry catch non-catch away from like 12 wins, possibly. You know, So even in that down year, they're, they're still like a couple of weird plays away. And as a revamped offense, like you said, I really like the potential they're going to have. They're running the ball a lot. There are a lot of 11-on-11 11 11 running plays being run in the practices right now. So hopefully that means they get back to the, the, the 2021 unit that just ran the ball a lot. Mac Jones didn't have to go nuts. They just ground them down, allowed the defense to keep them close, and that's where it seems to be. So, and the fans seem really happy. There seems a really good energy at Patriots, a Patriots place. Bill O'Brien is doing his thing. Yeah. So overall, I mean, we're all pretty excited as fans. I don't think there's any fan that's going to training camp being like, "Oh God, dude, it's <laughs> terrible. Season's over." However, uh, given just the overall vibe last year, and we were all kind of spinning. Ah, oh, they'll figure it out. This is what preseason's for. Yep. Uh, now our blatant fan hypocrisy can be used on other things like trying to justify <laughs> keeping Jack Jones on the field, even though he's in trouble for bringing a gun on a plane. So I'm glad to get back to my roots with my sports hypocrisy. Totally, totally. And like, I'm looking forward to the team being boring for all the good reasons. You know, like I, I think that I could not stand watching the team last year because they were uninterestingly bad. It was like the here's two runs up the middle and here's a failed third and long that was going to go nowhere because the play was drawn so poorly. I'm looking forward to this team playing mistake-free football, which it sounds like by all accounts, the players are saying this is what is being reinforced. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster is just out there saying all the right things, saying, you know, it's just about making sure that we're not the ones beating ourselves. And that is what is the case Every year that the Patriots are successful to everything that you said about last year, where the Patriots are making completely uncharacteristic mistakes, they clean that up. They play their typical mistake free football. This is a playoff team. And I think that they have, you know, high upside based off of what this offense could potentially become. You know, all we need is Mac Jones to develop a rapport with a couple players and they're going to go do just great. This is a team that I want to be boring for all of the good reasons, and I feel very hopeful at this stage of the preseason that they're heading that way. 
You say the word boring, Rich. I think the, a word we used a lot on the Pat's Pulpit podcast was unsexy. But <laughs> boring, for the right reasons, I think is what you want to see. You want a really efficient offense and a stifling defense. However, Rich Hill, that's a great transition into second down, into second and goal. Let's stop being boring. Let's get excited. Yeah. What about training camp 2023 are you most excited to see? What are you looking for the most? Is there a particular maybe training camp battle you're excited about? Is there a particular player you're most excited about? What's like the one thing that really excites you the most about training camp so far? I absolutely cannot wait. Simply cannot wait for my heart to be broken by Demario Douglas. I, <laughs> I am so much looking forward to him being okay during the first couple of preseason games and then to go 150 yards and two scores in the third one and then to be the next coming of Brian Timms and uh, for not much to happen because that's how jaded I am. But I am so excited about all the reports coming out of camp where he was touted. You know, I mean, he's a six-round pick. There was not a lot of expectations heated on him, but a lot of the draft picks that looked at his draft profile that were reviewing the tape around him, you know, he's got quickness. He's got that NFL ability with his hands. Uh, He seems like he's fitting in. He's developing a good rapport with Mac Jones. He's settling in as one of those top options. I know that uh, as it relates to the, the top, team wide receivers they've kind of been in and out of of camp but douglas is making the most of his opportunities he has that inside track to be that last wide receiver on the roster and uh, i feel like it would just be the truest truest patriots thing to have invested a second round pick in taekwon thornton last year for him to flame out not even make the roster this year and for demario douglas a six round who knows to make the team and become a 500 yard receiver as a rookie Oh, sweet, innocent Rich Hill. (laughs) You just will not learn, will you? How many receivers do I need to rattle off right now that everyone was in love with in the preseason that did nothing? How many names do you need before you come around? It's an annual treat. Let's be honest. It's an annual festivity. Well, I will say this to your credit and defense. He's lining up with the ones. He looks great. He's doing punt and kick returns. They got him on jet sweeps. Seems like a gadget player. So there's that. And there's also like an undrafted guy we were really excited about who's outplaying Nikhil Harry a couple of years ago named Jacoby Myers. So it does happen. Um, but excuse me for not doing it this year. This is the year I do not get excited about a wide receiver in the preseason. You heard it here first. Um, cut to next week when I can't wait to see <laughs> somebody out there. But I am not going to get too excited. Um, here's how boring I am as a fan. When I'm really excited to see and I'm excited to continue to watch, just like the linebacker depth, mm. I feel like a defense, they're pretty well set at their, their top-tier positions, but like who's behind the starters? Uh, I really don't know who's going to shake out in those two, three roles along the defensive line, along the linebacking core, what kind of base uh, cornerback unit they're going to do. I'm really like very curious what their base, you know, that big nickel, they're going back to the 3-4. Um, who's kind of like the second-tier guys that are going to be rotating in in various packages? I think that's where a lot of the good competition is going to happen. Um, you know, beyond the starters, beyond the, the guys we know who are going to be out there day one blue chip guys, there's a lot of really good talent at the second level that will be contributors. And I really want to see who's going to develop in that respect. Totally. Cause I mean, you can pencil Juwan Bentley in at that middle linebacker spot, but some player who has been standing out is rookie Marte Mapu, who's third round out of Sacramento state is that he plugged in with the ones and was leading the two minute drill on defense. And he's got a, I don't even know what type of player we'd compare him to like a, Pete Jamie Collins type of athleticism and just thumper ability where he's able to cover and rush and just just stick his own in the middle, even though he's a little bit on the lighter side. 
And that frees up some other players. You know, Jelani Tavai is playing a little bit of fullback now just because the team doesn't have one on the roster. But they have some solid depth, as you said. Uh, I feel like this team just uh, just recharged on defense. You know, they, they lost Devin McCourty. That was the big loss. They're going to find a way to replace him. But uh, this team will and did need to improve their defensive front. They needed to be more consistent against the run. And I think that they got stouter up front uh, with regards to drafting Mapu with it, uh, drafting Keon White, who's had a quietly a good camp as well. They have some good talent that will continue to develop within the roster. Christian Barmore ha- showed up really well last year and he's going to continue to develop. I think that this is going to be a very strong defensive front. And overall, like, I mean, I've already said at the beginning of this podcast, I have really high hopes for this defense to be able to replicate what it did last year. And I say no reason why they can't do do another top five, top three type of performance this year. They're going to need it, man, because it is an absolute murderer's row, the Patriots schedule. I was looking at just the, the conferences. It's amazing to me how much more stacked the AFC is than the NFC. It's just like, they should they should make like a separate playoff for like the AFC yep. and the NFC. It's just like, it's crazy. It's basically the Niners and the Eagles, and then nobody in the NFC more or less. And who's and the then, Niners quarterback? Right? Yeah, I'm like who's the Niners quarterback? It's it's true. And you've got just like the AFC East alone is going to be really hard to get out of. Um, so that defense is really going to need to pick up right where they left off. You've talked earlier how the Patriots always kind of figure out who they are the first four weeks of the season. They may not have that luxury this year because they could easily go like one and three and be in a huge hole coming out of it. But the defense does look to pick up where they left off. Like you said, the offense is light years ahead of where they were this time yep. next year, last year. So again, a lot of reasons to be excited about that. Um, and I think even though boring is the name of the game, I agree, but being excited is also important. That is second down. We'll get to third down right after this quick break from our sponsor. Football season's about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com Boston. All right, Rich. Third and goal. Here we go. What is the biggest surprise to you so far in training camp? The, fi- the biggest surprise to me is that you're excited about a Patriots receiver no one's heard of. However, <laughs> I will give you the benefit of the doubt here. What's the biggest kind of like, didn't see that coming? Who's the guy that's standing out to you? What are you kind of really, really surprised about? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the areas where I've been uh, expectedly happy with Christian Gonzalez slotting in with the ones as expected playing as well as expected, you know, doing a great job going down to like the special teams unit, Bryce Barringer doing well chad ryland doing well like all the players that the patriots drafted with like a specific role in mind they're plugging into them and they're doing well so like i'm happy that there's no real surprises on those fronts um i think that for me honestly it's been uh not even like the mix of the hunter henry Reemergence, you know, he had a quiet year last year. He had a solid first year, and there was like a lot of hopes for him. It seems like he and Mac Jones are money all camp. I, I'm very excited to see what that will bring. Uh, I'm not obviously not expecting like a 2011 Gronk kind of a season, but if if Hunter Henry can go out there and get you know 800 yards and eight scores, that's great. Light years ahead of, of what they needed out of their tight ends last year. My other corollary surprise is that Mike Jacecki has been pretty quiet. 
we haven't seen a lot out of him. He was someone that I, I also have high hopes for. Uh, we just haven't seen it materialize thus far in camp to a consistent level. Uh, I know that he's been starting to score a little bit in those red zone drills uh, where he'll likely get a lot of play as that big target that the team has really needed. But I, I would say that the relative emergence of Hunter Henry and the relative quiet of Jasicki is really throwing me a little bit. Because I was expecting both of them to at least show up in a, you know, a B grade kind of a thing. I wasn't expecting there to be a split AC sort of a thing. Yeah, and we're seeing a lot of red zone work in the early days of camp, too. A lot of red zone plays, a lot of red zone packages, and, and a lot of quietness from those. Again, I think Gusecki's not really a tight end. We talked about this in the offseason a lot. He's really more of a move receiver. But uh, he is a, a red zone target, and he is yep. going to be one of the guys that's getting the, the touches there because there's not a lot of size uh, height-wise in the Patriots receiver room. So there's got to be somebody to go up and get those those 50-50 balls. Um, speaking of receivers, my biggest surprise so far in camp is how little I've kind of shaken out the running back room and mm. whose role is going to be what. Stevenson's obviously your number one guy. He's getting a much lighter work in training camp because they know where he's going to be. He's going to be the workhorse. But after Stevenson, who's the number two back? I have no idea who that's going to be. Who's going to be the Deion Lewis, Kevin Falk, Shane Vereen receiving back? I have no idea. Is Ezekiel Elliott going to be a Patriot? Yeah. I have no idea. So I, I thought that one of the most solid rooms in the on the roster, it still is, but I don't really understand how they plan on utilizing all their backs and what kind of the depth chart is at running back. And I thought I have a better sense of that by now, but I just don't. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think that there wouldn't be a surprise that both Davin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, like they have veteran running backs that could come in and be a very strong number two to Ramondre. And I think right now, there's no need to bring in that veteran if they're trying to figure out, is it going to be Pierre Strong? Is it going to be Kevin Harris? They've been okay. I know Harris has gotten stuffed at the goal line a few times. Pierre Strong has shown up well enough. Um, to your point, I don't think either Cook or Elliott would replace that James White type role that the team really needs. Montgomery has been the guy. You know, He's been one of those safety blanket guys. But uh, I, I, w- I would say that what the Patriots are doing, which is a good choice, let the young guys play. There's no need to bring in an Ezekiel Elliott or a Dalvin Cook at this point while you're still giving those young players repetitions. You want to let them play in those live preseason games. Maybe after the first game, second game, you say, okay, this isn't it. And then you bring in one of those veterans. And I, I wouldn't be upset about that. You know, I, I would expect uh, those veterans to also be, you know, willing to wait on that front. And also, like, you don't need to give them that much time in camp. You know, like they've played it before. They're all they're do it all backs. They would be able to plug in as a nice number two to Ramondre. And so long as Stevenson's okay, I'm not worried about that room. I'm not worried either. But again, I think one of the biggest kind of underspoken or or less talked about storylines that really plagued the Patriots last year was Ty Montgomery going down. And they had no third down back. Yeah. Not one. And in the entire Bill Belichick tenure in New England, from Kevin Falk to Shane Marine to Deion Lewis to James White to Rex Burkhead to Brandon Bull, they always had somebody back there in that third down back role picking up Blitz's outright receiver. They didn't have that. They need that. That's part of the Belichick offense. So hopefully they figure that out. Uh, I think they will, but I just don't know who that's going to be. And especially with the the limiting of the full pad practices, the contacts getting yeah. limited now, you don't want guys getting hurt, and the running backs are the ones that are going to be getting pounded on the most. So I'm totally fine with the lack of reps. I just really hope we'll see some some interesting packages and guys catching passes out of the backfield, particularly with the first preseason game happening a week from today, Rich Hill, I believe. It's fourth and goal. That's really, really early. First preseason game coming up. 
let's not really get too deep into it because it's the preseason. However, and we'll do a full, much more full breakdown uh, on our next week's podcast, getting into the actual game itself. We have more training camp to get into. But, um, you know, we're coming into these last few practices before an actual full pass game against another team. What do you want to see in this first preseason game besides nobody getting hurt? Yeah, totally. So Patriots hosting the Texans next Thursday at 7 p.m. The offensive line, we're going to go with uh, the unsexy sort of choose pick here, but uh, they're pretty banged up. Trent Brown, not really been practicing, you know, been in and out of it. Uh, Michael Nwenu on the pup, Cole Strange dealing with his injury. This is a unit that is already in a bad spot. Uh, they were struggling a lot. Riley Reef was there to play a little bit on the right tackle, but due to, uh, you know, the challenges with Trent Brown kind of being in and out of it, you know, they've swung them over to the left side a little bit more. Uh, they've just been testing them all over the line. Like this is a unit that is not anywhere near ready for the regular season due to the injuries to all the starters. They plugged in uh, our fan favorite, Bill Murray, a little bit there and he hasn't been too and too hot, but he was like the next man up behind Michael and Wayne at right guard. Uh, I don't have a lot of hopes for this unit. And I do think that the offensive line is one of the most important units of any part of the roster because uh, they will only go as far on offense as the offensive line can take them. Uh, Mac Jones can be a superhero and he will still struggle if that offensive line is a sieve. And so I would love to see some sort of a consistent production from this offensive line. I would love to see some semblance of a starting unit. Uh, and also, as you said, no more injuries. Uh, I, I would love for there to be, you know, here's our five and we'll feel comfortable moving forward with them. But right at this point, I don't think we're there. No, we're not. What I like about the preseason with the offensive line is you get a lot of different formations in there. They really swap guys out a lot. It's really important that unit plays so cohesively. And it's a good chance for the depth guys to see who could be. My my point earlier about the linebacker depth, uh, who's going to be the guy that that, that steps in when someone goes down because someone's going to go down and it happens every single year. There's nothing you can really do about it. Someone I haven't talked about all – preseason i haven't really heard much about him people were kind of excited about what he brings to the table maybe he's a julian Edelman kind of quarterback conversion uh the patriots mm-hmm. have been using him as a receiver yep. he'll probably get some time maybe under center malik cunningham rich hill you see him getting some late snaps at quarterback or is he just going to be like one of those weird gadget receivers who gets practice squatted and we never hear from again yeah i feel like i mean they gave him enough guaranteed money that I, he has does have a fair shot at the roster they're using him as a gunner his path to the roster is through special teams and as that emergency you know backup quarterback thing it's is he going to outplay trace mcsorley possibly mcsorley has that bill o'brien alignment you know he could be that brian hoyer-esque he just knows the offense so well that he's going to be there to impart his wisdom on the others as they're continuing to pick it up but i think malik cunningham's pathway is through special teams same way it was for edelman back in 09 when it was when he was a rookie so uh i think he does have a clear path as a gunner on it i think that he has been doing well he's been standing out for it as a gunner uh, and I believe he also has been doing well enough as a receiver that he beat Christian Gonzalez. He won both of his one-on-one reps on Thursday. Uh, or, or, so I don't know. There's definitely a lot of potential there. He, he is one of those players, just like a Julian Elmer, where he was so productive in college that there's some spot for him in the NFL. And uh, I think it's worth seeing if he can do it with uh, the team. Um, and, you know, as you said, preseason is the time to test him in all those different spots, see if he can make it. No. 
It is, and we won't wait much longer. It's kind of fun that there's going to be a football game a week starting next week until hopefully late January. Uh, playoffs, I think, are a minimum this year for the Patriots. They need to win a playoff game this year. I think that is the expectation for this team, which is going to be hard to do just given the AFC East and the AFC yeah. as a whole. But, again, off to a great start with training camp. Uh, Rich Hill, this is our first kind of live stream podcast hybrid video thing. Any any final preseason thoughts as we also get into our our midseason form? Yeah, as I say, do you remember back in 2014, I believe, was when we did our original ones on YouTube back in the, it was like our the very, very first iterations of the Pat's Pulpit podcast. Uh, technology has advanced a lot. I feel like it used to be just like, oh, whoa, you can get multiple videos in on the same thing. Uh, this is very smooth. So Excited to do more of these with you. Yeah, I mean, technology's come a long way, and we haven't. So I don't know what the hell's, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with us. But, uh, hopefully, this uh, this worked out well, and you all had some some fun with it, and it all recorded effectively, so we can get this up. Otherwise, <laughs> we just wasted our time, Rich. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I can't wait to come back and just make random references to the early 2010 Patriots with you. <laughs> um, all right, well, Alec, thanks so much, and until next time, you have a good one. You do, buddy. See you. Later.